Hall of Fames later, Trey Ware is still waking up Texas. Up to date, up to the minute, and kind of get the late-breaking stories right away. The 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware, now on FM 1071. Funky Friday! Bring it. Are you ready for a gorgeous weekend? Wow! Sunshine, sunshine, maximum sunshine. Mostly sunny today through Sunday, 77, 78, 81 all weekend. Oh, baby. Oh, I hope you could be outside enjoying some of that. Might want to do some of that yard work. Anyway, morning. Welcome to Friday. Happy Friday, 210-599-5555. I'm Trey Ware. Right over here is Elaine. Right over there is Jimmy. Don's not connected this morning, but we're working on that. So I got, I'm got. i going to dive into the news this morning. I do know how I roll, and especially on Friday. I mean, come on, it's open mind Friday, so we can do what we need to do here. But i love to hear from you on the phone at 210-599-5555. And you can text me as well, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Okay, so big local story that broke yesterday afternoon was the uh, the sheriff announcing that they have busted up a human smuggling operation in San Antonio. Say what? A human smuggling operation in San Antonio? Of all places in America? Why would we have a human smuggling operation? And, and was it the only one? Oh, no, nay, nary. <laughs> when you open your doors and say, come to San Antonio, because we give you all kinds of services, which is against state law. You're not to be a sanctuary city. The law, it doesn't matter what you call yourself, okay? All right? That's, that's not important. It's what you do. <laughs> I can call myself a speeder. I can stand right here and I can say, I'm going to make this real simple for people. I can stand here and I can say, I'm a speeder. But it doesn't matter if I'm saying it. That's not, that doesn't break the law. It's when I get in my car and go out there and exceed what it says on the black and white sign. Then I'm an actual speeder. So the city doesn't have to call itself a sanctuary city. It just has to act like one, and that's what it's doing, and that's in violation of state law. But anyway, I go back to the blue house. Is How convenient is that? This thing was painted bright, bright blue, which, you know, to each his own, but really that says to me, go to the blue house. Hey, go to the blue house. So they caught, I think, two or three individuals, and they're facing some sort of state charge. I mean, was state charge instead of a federal charge? Okay. They found people two years to 59 in there. So just a couple of quick questions about this, then I'm going to move on to some other stories. Whose house? Were they squatters, or were they welcome to that house? Whose house? I didn't see Javier mention the name of the owner of the property, just people who were there running the operation. And where are the victims now? And when I say victims, to me they're not really victims because they put themselves, I use that term loosely, they put themselves in that situation by breaking our laws to come into our country. So be that as it may, where are they now? Um, Javier said in the piece last night he took him to his office and we'll see where that goes. I took him to my office to answer some questions, and we'll see where that goes. What does that mean? <laughs> Here, here's, what, here's what I'm getting to. I'm just curious. Were they taken to the Migrant Resource Center on San Pedro, given an airplane ticket? <laughs> here's my question. Did the sheriff Ron DeSantis, these guys, <laughs> did he put them on a plane? He didn't say where they were. Now Lane's on it, so we'll we'll get it. We'll figure it out. We'll find out where they are. But it's just interesting. It would be it, it would be an ironic twist of fate, don't you think, if they were uh, taken from the stash house here in town, and uh, and the sheriff took them to the <laughs> to the folks who were going to put them on an airplane and fly them across the country, um, like he pursued Ron DeSantis for doing, and has yet to pursue our own mayor or city manager for doing the exact same thing out of San Antonio International Airport. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, this is important. Please get to the airport, whichever one in America you may be going to, 
really early, at least an hour early, at least. Here's what's going on, particularly in early morning flights. If you don't get there and get checked in, illegal aliens are taking the seats of citizens. Because if you don't get there and get checked in, then the airline starts to look and they consider you not checked in and that's an empty seat. And the illegal aliens are sleeping at the airport, so they're jumping the line because they're sleeping at the airport and waiting to catch a seat. And it happens like this time of day, the early morning. It happens all day. Okay. But the biggest uh, problem is the early part of the day. And if you're not there and checked in, then the airline, and this is a major problem, it's happening all across the country, the airline just moves on and starts putting illegal aliens in your seat, a seat that you bought, a seat that they didn't buy. <laughs> well, you bought their seat, too. You bought your seat and theirs. 210-599-5555. Okay, yesterday was the big cell phone outage problem. And, of course, I told you they were going to come up with an excuse like, well, we were working on a routing system. And in the process of working on a routing system, we had a little glitch in our get-along. And it didn't turn out to where we thought it was going to. Okay, I'm calling BS on all that. Okay, because of the redundancy that my friend Wes Bunch over at Bridgehead IT told me about, which, I mean, he was on the air yesterday, and the redundancy factor is one that keeps that kind of thing from happening. In other words, they have system after system and fail-safe system and system after system. So in order for yesterday to happen and nearly 80,000 people lose their phone service, in order for that to happen, You'd have to shoot down all of the redundant factors involved, not just one. You'd have to take all of them down. See what I'm saying? You can't just take one down because it's going to be replaced by another. And if you take that one, that's going to be replaced. By See, they had to take down all of the redundant systems that are there in place to kick in. If the power goes out in this building, we have a huge generator that automatically kicks in. It's a redundant system, right? You would have to, in order for us to take, go off the air, you would have to not only turn off the power in the building that we get from CPS, but you'd have to turn the generator off. That's redundancy. And these cell phone companies, they have like layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of redundancy. So you have to take, wipe out all of those. And that just, I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm not buying it. I think Marco Rubio is right. Marco Rubio, the senator, said, I don't know the cause of the AT&T outage. But I do know that it will be 100 times worse when China launches a cyber attack on America on the eve of the Taiwan invasion. And it won't just be cell service they hit. It will be your power, your water, and your bank. The FBI and the Department of Homeland Security are investigating the outages yesterday as a potential cyber attack. The U.S. State Department authorized the sale of 75 million advanced tactical data link systems to Taiwan this week. You don't think China's a little upset? Days ago, FBI Director Christopher Wray warned China's ability to conduct cyber attacks has grown to a scale greater than we've ever seen before. You don't think it's a little coincidental that we're selling this stuff to Taiwan so they can stop an invasion of, uh, of China, that, chi that we're now having uh, cybersecurity issues. You did see the, th the thing with Universal Health, right, and all the various pharmacies across the country that can't fulfill prescription orders right now because of a cyber attack? Christopher Ray, FBI director, is warning politicians and intelligence officials not to lose sight of a subtler menace. Beijing's goals to plant malware inside our critical infrastructure. Ray citing Volt Typhoon, the moniker given to the Chinese hacking network that infiltrated the U.S. last year, said it's the only the tip of the iceberg. Under Volt Typhoon, Beijing's military have burrowed into more than 20 major suppliers in the last year alone, including a water utility in Hawaii, a major West Coast port, and at least one oil and gas pipeline. They have bypassed uh, elaborate cybersecurity systems by intercepting passwords and logins unguarded by junior employees and found their way into the system. 
They are pre-positioning themselves to be able to disrupt or destroy the critical infrastructure in the event of a conflict, said Brandon Wales, the Department of Homeland Security. In fact, the hackers were trying to penetrate systems run by the Public Utility Commission of Texas and the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, ERCOT, that provides the state's power. In May, Microsoft uncovered Chinese attempts to infiltrate dozens of sectors in Huam, the closest U.S. territory to Taiwan. Communications, manufacturing, utility, transportation, construction, maritime, government, information technology, and educational uh, organizations have all been targeted by China. On Thursday, yesterday, Vladimir Putin took a ride and taunted us with a ride in a modernized supersonic um, strategic nuclear bomber that they are releasing. Let's go to line one and say happy Friday to Roland. Roland, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning to you. Hello, Roland. Are you there? Hey, man. Yes, sir. Okay. Hey, uh, it's so weird because uh, the day before, you know, you're familiar with MyPlates.com where you can order customized license plates for your vehicle? No, sir, I'm not, but that's okay. I, I okay. believe you. Go right ahead yeah, with the story, it's, though. It's, it's a big old deal. So I got online, ordered me some customized license plates for my vehicle. And at the end of the transaction, I noticed something didn't go right. So I called the customer service yesterday morning at 9 o'clock, mm-hmm. and the lady was all going to help me out. And then she comes out with, oh, we can't get into our system. Mm-hmm. Call back later. And yep. I called back at lunchtime, and they was able to get into the system at lunchtime. Yeah. Yeah, and thank you, Roland. I appreciate the call. Have a great weekend. Yeah, there were I, I told the story yesterday. I had several friends that worked in Austin, and they couldn't go to work the day before on uh, on Wednesday or Thursday because their systems had been completely shut down and they work for CPA firms, which is money, moving money back and forth. Yeah, my niece, she had to miss the concert. <clears throat> oh, yeah, you mentioned that yesterday. At 11 a.m., yeah. uh, she called here and said, hey, our IT went down. This has never happened before. I can't go to the show. There you go. All right, uh, 210-599-5555. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. America's Diamond has never sold lab-grown diamonds. Be the funk, please. Larry Carlton says, she's a bad mamma jamma, yeah. She's a bad mamma jamma, just as fine as she can be. So fine now. She's a bad mamma jamma. Yeah, what was I mentioning right before the break there, that pharmacies across the country reporting delays in prescription orders due to a cyber attack, change health care. They handle orders and payments uh, for patients uh, online, and they've been hit with a cyber attack, and so they're late. Uh, one of the things I mentioned yesterday when people were saying, how do you prepare? One of the things I mentioned was get yourself some extra medicine that you have to have so you're not reliant on a system if they can't fulfill your prescription. At least you've got some extra around the house. All right, let's go to line one. And, Robert, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday, Robert. It's a beautiful day God gave us. Sir? Yeah, go Hello? ahead. Yes, Robert, go right ahead. I was curious if anybody else's social security check has been late. This is the second day mine hasn't showed up. Oh, is that right? I don't know, but we'll try yes, to get the sir. answer. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate it. Let's go to line two. Liz, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday, Liz. Happy Friday to you. I want to tell you, I went to Sam's, and I saw this woman carrying an oxygen tank right there next to her with, you know, the, the thing up her nose and she's demonstrating wine. And I told her, you look like you're sick. Why are you working here? She said, I have to because I can't make it on my Social Security. And here we are giving these damn illegals $10,000 cards. What's going on here in America? Yeah. Thank you, Liz. I appreciate it. Well, American citizens are taking a back seat. That's, that's what's going on. Uh, this is the stupidity, the the age of stupidity that we're living in right now, and that's another fine example of the stupidity, is that the American people, U.S. citizens, and even those who served in our military, go to the back of the bus, and the illegal aliens go to the front. Now, Joe Biden has been saying all along that he has done everything in his power uh, to secure the border. He's been saying that for the past three years. The opposite is true. In the first two months in office, he, uh, he he enacted 64 executive actions that opened the border and welcomed these folks in. 
in addition to giving them health care and education and transportation and all the things that he has done, he also opened the border and made it uh, prohibited uh, our, our people from doing their job along the border. Now Joe Biden has completely reversed that, and he says he has new executive actions ready to go to seal up the border. And basically, one of them that he's talking about is one that Donald Trump had. If you want to make asylum a claim, you got to go to an actual port of entry. You can't come across the barbed wire fence. You can't cross in a rancher's land. You have to go to a port of entry and say that you're making a, an asylum claim. Joe Biden says that's what he's going to do. Why? It's an election year, of course. And he wants to make this look better. But if he's reelected, God forbid, the very next day, he's just going to open it back up. And he's going to keep the flow coming here. And he is colluding with AMLO to do so, with Eric Adams to pay these folks. And, um, and so far, the Border Patrol, so far this year, the Border Patrol has apprehended 6,400-plus subjects with criminal convictions. And that doesn't count. The gotaways, whatever the number is that the government tells you, you should at least double it. So figure you got about 13,000 murderers and rapists and all these people that they have uh, you know, led into the country just this year, 2024 alone. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. This is Mark Sadowski for Mark SA, 210-599-5555. By the way, I'm going to talk some more about this in a second, but the drive-in hunger got a big boost yesterday from Julie Kackendall in San Antonio with a big donation to the San Antonio Food Bank. It's real simple to do. KTSA.com. KTSA.com. There's a button. Just press the button and give. And thank you so much for that. And thank you, Julie, for your donation uh, yesterday as well. Um, the radical judge in the Donald Trump case refused yesterday to extend the time for Donald Trump to pay a half a billion dollars in fines. Obviously what the Trump folks what the Trump folks want to do and what should happen, first of all what should happen, this judge ought to be disbarred and put in jail for violating the Constitution. Okay? He should be removed from the bench, impeached from his job. He violated the Constitution. Have you read the Eighth Amendment, sir? Of course not. He's a radical leftist judge who is running for, not running as a election, but running for the Democrat Party. Okay, That's what this whole operation is about, to destroy Donald Trump in many ways. Donald Trump was in Nashville yesterday to uh, speak to the religious broadcasters of America, and I'm going to let you hear some of what he had to say. But the Eighth Amendment is very, very clear. Excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. This is clearly an excessive fine when you're talking about a half a billion dollars. And now the Trump attorneys yesterday filed for another 30 days to pay the fine. I told you yesterday and the day before how Letitia James is rubbing her hands together and salivating from her ugly fangs to get her hands on Trump Tower and the other buildings that he has in New York. She has said that. She went on ABC, who had the gall to put her on. It doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, just like I heard the Karen Travers report a minute ago about the border. Again, another ABC propagandists. We're loaded with them everywhere, everywhere you go. And I'm going to get into that a little bit later on, but $355 million, and this judge says that Donald Trump has to pay it now or they're going to take his buildings away from him. Meanwhile, Joe Biden admits to breaking the law, admitted to it. He said at the Julian Dixon Library in Culver City, California, that the student debt handout program initially halted by the Supreme Court, but it didn't stop me, he said. Quote, my MAGA Republican friends in Congress elected officials of special interest steeped, uh, stepped in and sued us, and the Supreme Court blocked it, but that didn't stop me. I did it anyway. The Supreme Court told him you can't do it. It's unconstitutional. But he, he said right there, you heard the quote. The Supreme Court blocked it, but that didn't stop me. He's proud that he's breaking the law. This, again, as I've been saying, is another impeachable offense 
that should be carried out by the U.S. Congress immediately and the man be removed from office. He's a tyrant. He's malicious. He's a dictator. He's happy to break the law to give away your money. Because, again, when we're talking about student loan debt forgiveness, there is no such thing as loan debt forgiveness. That's not what's happening here. What's happening is he's stealing the money from hardworking Americans to give to snot-nosed liberal uh, people. So let's look at these two cases together. Trump takes out a loan. The banks do their due diligence, and they give him a loan. He pays that loan back early and with interest, $100 million. And the banks say, he's a whale of a client. We would do business with Donald Trump any day. What a perfect client. And Letitia James, who ran on and was elected on putting Donald Trump behind bars, she was all over the streets of New York City, you can YouTube it and look it up yourself, yelling through a bullhorn, I'm going to get that SOB, I'm going to get Donald Trump, I'm going to get him, the the whole thing, I'm going to go after Donald Trump. This is an illegal prosecution with an illegal fine, excessive fine imposed in violation of the Eighth Amendment. So, Donald Trump takes out the loan, he pays it back ahead of time and with interest, and that's a crime. But snot-nosed liberals can take out a student loan and refuse to pay it back. Biden steals the money from hard-working taxpayers, and that's not a crime. And he violates the Supreme Court order, and that's not a crime. Of course it is. And of course we have a banana republic. And of course we have a two-tiered justice system here in this country. Aimed directly at getting Donald Trump. But please keep in mind what I've been saying from the very beginning. All these actions against Donald Trump are actions against you. Number one, they're trying to remove your choice for president. For those of you who support him. And it's somewhere close to 100 million people in America support Donald Trump. They're trying to deny you the individual that you want to be president of this country, those who are 100 million strong. So they're moving against you. They're also sending a signal. Hey, boy, you get in line and you support the programs we tell you to support, like the open border. You support the people we tell you to support for candidates. You vote for the people that we tell you to vote for, or we're going to come after your business. That is the clear message. We're coming after you, and hell's coming with us. And that's exactly what the Democrats are doing to you, conservative, common-sense, conservative Americans. The Democrats have weaponized the justice system here to get you. And, man, they're starting with Donald Trump, but they're not going to stop with Donald Trump. So stand by, prepare yourself, and be ready for you to be next, because that's the progression that we're working on here. 210-599-5555, line one. Andrew, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday, Andrew. Good morning. Happy Friday, Trey. Um, Good morning to you, too. Um, Just heading into work here, and I just thought about something. You know, if they could do that to him, they can do it to us. So why don't we, as a country, get behind Donald Trump and tell him not to pay the things, and since all this is illegal, not to pay the fees, not to do anything, and we get there, and if someone comes for him, we block them. Well, there's a, there's a lot of talk about that, and thank you very much, Andrew. I appreciate that. There's a lot of talk about people standing up to defend Donald Trump. At the end of the day, what this is going to take, Andrew, in November, there must be an overwhelming turnout of Americans, common-sense conservative Americans, that go to the polls, and and... It was announced yesterday that the DNC has 2,000 of their mules ready to go to collect ballots, 2,000, in specific areas. Do you remember Dinesh D'Souza putting out the mule video last year and how the Democrats had people that were going around and collecting ballots? Listen, Republicans, pay close attention. Those of you in Republican leadership, don't screw this up. Don't screw it up, Republican leaders. 
If the Democrats already have 2,000 mules to go out and collect ballots from people's homes and cars and wherever and take them to the polling places, then Republicans, you need to come up with 10,000. You need to come up with 10,000. They got 2,000. Republicans, you need 10,000. Beat them at their own game. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. When you think of a pure America... Is with Trey Ware, a pure courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Are you ready for some funk? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Funky Friday. Right on. 550, Trey Ware, KTSA, 210-599-5555. There's Jimmy and there's Elaine, 210-599-5555. I got an I-35 story. I'm going to tell in just a minute. Let me get John in here, though, first on line one. John, happy Friday. Good morning to you, sir. Well, good morning to you. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and good luck on your uh, project with the food bank. And uh, I get to play March 1st in our little band at the Geronimo Lions Club has a first Friday feast. And, oh, yeah. And, sure. And uh, one of your sponsors, Joel from Quarter Moon, Plumbing is a big participant. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm very familiar with that uh, with that club and and the bands that play down there. Uh, some of the guys that I've known basically my entire life play in a couple of those bands that play down there. Well, John, have a good weekend. Enjoy yourself. I, yeah, I'm going to talk about the 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 food bank and the and the food drive in just a second. I, I first of all though, I want to share this uh, this personal story. Um, yesterday. We were, uh, Nancy uh, helped her mom out a lot. Her mom is, uh, is 88. And uh, yesterday was, you know, some, some appointments they had to go to and some shopping and various things that they had to do. So they're driving up I-35. And the next thing I know, I get a telephone call. And she's at the tire shop. I-35 claimed tire. <laughs> I mean, completely flat. And how many times have we talked about I-35? How many times have we talked about the potholes? How many times have we talked about the rims and the tires that are being busted? How many times have we reached out to TextDot? TextDot says, sure, send us the bill. Wink, wink, nod, nod. We'll just pass it on to the contractor, and nothing ever happens. Nobody ever gets reimbursed. So that's basically where we are, and we had to go to the tire shop yesterday, and uh, Nancy and her usual uh, grace uh, got it all handled and we picked the car up uh, last night and uh, got a new tire on it but while we were there I had a minute alone with the guy and of course they had a long line of people uh, signing up for tire service and every bay was busy and the parking lot was full and so on and they had gone grocery shopping. Nancy and her mother had gone grocery shopping, and they had a trunk full of, of food, some of it cold, so we needed to transfer that to our car so we could get it to Mom's house and, and get it in the fridge over there, which is exactly what Nancy did. But I asked the guy while I was unloading that stuff, okay, so how you doing with I-35? And he says, oh, my gosh. Man, has it been a boon for the tire business. Have we been making money hand over fist? People going right, and, and this tire place happens to be right on I-35. And he said, people going right down that highway right there and knocking their rims off and knocking the tires off, and we're just, we're just, we can't keep up with the business. You know, <laughs> what gets me about that is it doesn't have to be that way. It, it, it's, it's a very simple fix. But it costs them money to do it. And I know they've been going out there and they've been patching it because I come in in the middle of the night and I have to go through the you know, where they're doing the work to patch it, you know, and stuff. But it's not good enough. There are still gigantic holes and crevices. A guy by the name of Trey just texted me and he said those potholes are seriously dangerous for motorcycles. Yeah, I tell you, man, I, I don't uh, ride a motorcycle on I-35. And I quit doing that quite some time ago just because of traffic and how people drive, Right. But um, now I don't do it because of the big potholes. That will get you killed on a motorcycle. You hit one of those potholes and you blow out a tire or you just hit one and it knocks the, the uh, handlebars out of your hand and the next thing you know you're on the ground in front of an 18-wheeler that runs over you. So, no, it's not. No, that's not even a consideration for me. Uh, but TxDOT, you got to do a better job at this. You must. You are costing people a lot of money. 
And that's unfair. And it's really unfair to say, well, go ahead and send the bill to us, and we'll just pass it on to the contractor, but nothing's going to happen. That's really unfair. Now, what they're going to find out, if, if they don't do a better job at this, they're going to find themselves in the damnedest class action suit that's ever happened. Because somebody like a Thomas J. is going to say, folks, how many of you want to go in and sue these people and get, the, get your money back for your tires? How many of you? So they're going to find themselves with a world of problems there if they don't get it right and fix this so that people aren't busting their tires and crashing every day, every day. Yesterday, two crashes at the same time, 35 North, right in front of Pat Burker Road while we were on the air yesterday morning. It's inexcusable. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Okay, now, before I get back, uh, after uh, 6.05, I'm going to get back into some of the hard news, and I do want to take your questions and so on. Um, I did want to share this about the food bank, and again, thanks to Julie Kuykendall, uh donation yesterday. And I really appreciate that, Julie. It's very simple to give. Just go to KTSA.com, and when you get there, boom, there's a button. You just press the button, and you can give on your credit card right there. And I do appreciate you doing that. Um, fell in love with the food bank and their mission many, many years ago. And uh, speaking of Nancy, we give our personal, we have, you know, when we give money to organizations, we have our church we give to, but we also have... Uh, the San Antonio Food Bank. And one of the reasons is that all the research that was done uh, into the San Antonio Food Bank always came back with them having the, the, the best track record in the money going directly to feeding people in our community. Which means, when you break it down, 98 cents out of 100 goes to feeding people directly to the purchasing of the food, delivering of the food, etc., they have two cents for administrative costs. Now, just as a comparison, there are other groups out there that their uh, administrative costs are more than half, 50, 60, 70% going to administration and just a handful of cents going to what their mission is supposed to be. That's not the food bank. The food bank is directly the opposite. So $1 by seven meals or 10 pounds of food. And every week, the food bank feeds about 100,000 people in our area. And that number is not getting better. That number is growing because of the current economic situation, because of inflation, because the cost of food is up somewhere around 20 to 30%, depending on what food you're buying. And when you're talking about that kind of money, on average, on average, Americans right now are spending $1,100 more per month just to make ends meet the last three years eleven hundred dollars more per month so it's tight it's real tight and people are really hungry in san antonio and going to bed hungry and that's just not right so whatever you can do like i said five bucks makes a big difference 10 20 250 like julie five some of you can do five grand uh, we had some uh, donors last year that did five and seven thousand dollars Whatever you feel like you can do, i got to tell you, it's much, much appreciated uh, by me, but also the folks that get to eat this week because you gave. And thank you so much. Again, KTSA.com. That's KTSA.com. Green Carpet. KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. Now on FM 1071. We want some funk. Yeah. Meaning Funky Friday. Good morning, Angel. 605 KTSA. Hope you're ready for a gorgeous weekend. Man, mostly sunny today through Sunday, 77 today, 78 tomorrow, 81. Um, and a cold front coming through about midweek, uh, lighter part of the week next week. So temperatures will go back down into the 60s for a couple of days. This is We go through this every year, and we're you know transitioning into, into springtime. Okay, so let's dive into the news, and you know how I roll. Anytime you want to jump in here, either on the phone or text, 210-599-5555, because I tell you what I think about the news, but I also like to hear what you think about it as well and what's going on with you. Here's what I think about yesterday and the phone stuff, okay? It was a software glitch. We glitched it. Nah. Nah, 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 I'm not buying it. I'm not, I'm not, uh, sorry. Sorry. I, I know, 
I'm cynical. I get it. But I ain't buying that one. I'm just not. <laughs> you know, I talked yesterday with my friend Wes Bunch over at Bridgehead IT. Nobody, nobody I respect more in the world of IT and, like, cyber attacks. Okay? Because that's what they do. And um, he was talking about the redundancy in these systems, that it's redundant after redundant after redundant after redundant. And I, I made it real simple last hour. I said, you know, if the power goes out here at the radio station, we have a backup generator. It's big. And it kicks in automatically. Boom. That's, that's, that's our redundancy, right? So you've got to take out both of those systems in order to take us off the air. Okay. Well, in order for a nationwide phone company to lose all of their power yesterday and all the calls that they had yesterday, 80,000 or so without uh, the ability to make phone calls, etc., for that to happen, there's redundancy after redundancy after redundancy. They don't just have two. They have redundancy after redundancy after redundancy. So, so if one goes down, the next one clicks in. If that one goes down, the next one, and on down the line it goes, and they have repetitive redundancy. I like alliteration. Repetitive redundancy. So what you're telling me is, because some doofus, propeller head, was doing an update on the system there, that when he did the update, it took down all those redundant features? Nah, I ain't buying it. <laughs> Sorry. And why am I not? Well, the preponderance of evidence, and, and I'm, I'm just telling you what I think, based on circumstantial evidence, and I do admit it's all circumstantial because at the end of the day, I don't know. I really don't, but I know what I feel. And my gut's pretty good. But you know, just a couple of days ago, FBI Director Christopher Wray said China's ability to conduct cyber attacks has grown to a scale greater than we have ever seen before. Just a couple of days ago, the U.S. State Department authorized the sale of a $75 million advanced tactical data link system to Taiwan to help them thwart an attack from China. Okay, a dead fall off of a turnip truck, but it wasn't this morning. I've been around for a little while, and if you've got the FBI director saying that China and their cyber attacks has grown to a scale we've never seen before, and then... The very next day, we sell this incredible defense mechanism to Taiwan. Well, okay, I believe in coincidences, but not really. I really don't. Christopher Ray went on to say, politicians and intelligence officials do not lose sight of a subtler menace. Beijing's goals to plant malware inside the U.S.'s critical infrastructure. He talked about Volt Typhoon, the Chinese hacking network that infiltrated the U.S. last year. And he says, that's just the tip of the iceberg. We have seen right here in Texas, China trying to hack into our public utility commissions and our ERCOT uh, systems here. Communications, manufacturing, utility, transportation, construction, maritime, government, information technology, education, and communication, 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 communication. Yeah. Pharmacies across the country reporting delays to prescription orders due to a cyber attack on one of the nation's largest healthcare technology companies, Change Healthcare. So they're not able to fill prescriptions. Am I being a little too cynical on this? 210-599-5555. Am I just a little too suspicious? Am I close to donning the tinfoil hat way early on a Friday morning? You tell me what you think. Let's go to line one. And Ben, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday, Ben. Happy Friday. Uh, just a quick question. How does the AT&T explanation apply to the other companies that also had problems. Oh, Ben, this is, this, is, this is how it worked yesterday. Ben, the people with AT&T, uh, their system went down, and as others were trying to call people with AT&T systems, then they were affected because they were trying to call people who couldn't answer the phone, and AT&T is also the backbone for a lot of other phone companies and so on, and, you know, I don't know how you feel about it, Ben, but... <laughs> I got a pretty good BS meter. <laughs> I've been around <laughs> politicians my whole life, and uh, they're full of it. And by full of it, you know what I mean. And I think we're getting—I uh, think we're getting a snow job. I really do. The BS. 
Yeah. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate it. Let's go to line two. Mark, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday, Mark. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Trey. I think you are being a little bit obsessed on this. I think I'm more concerned, actually, with who in the hell we're going to have for Republican candidates and also who we're going to elect for county officials, city officials, all the politicians. Well, Mark, Mark I, I, I appreciate your call. Have a good weekend. I, I can walk and chew gum, gum at the same time. I have talked to uh, candidates on the air. We have talked about the issues on the air. So I can do both, and I know you can too. You're a great American, and I, I trust you to make the right decision when you step in the polling booth. I trust you to do your research. I trust you to find out who the candidates are and what the issues are, and I trust you to step in the voting booth and make the right decision because I know you're a great American. But as far as what I do on the air, Mark, I can do both. I, I walk and chew gum, and this was the major story of the day yesterday, and it's continuing today. Now I want to give you another one. Switching subjects. Do you remember Catherine Herridge? She was the short-haired, in, incredible reporter on Fox News all those years. We had her on the air here. Um, she, was, she left Fox News years ago to go over to CBS, she is one of the finest. She's, she's, she's an award-winning journalist. Uh, she has won Emmys. She's won all kinds of awards. And we all benefited from her reporting when she was on Fox. Now, over at CBS, yeah, we don't get to see much of her reporting over at CBS because they clamp down on investigative journalists, especially when they're investigating the people they don't want investigated. And Catherine Herridge was fired. Now, when she was fired, there was no real reason that was given by CBS for firing Catherine Herridge, an award-winning digging journalist who digs and digs and digs until she gets to the story. Now, I don't know how, you, it, it, how much you know about journalism and how journalism works, but people uh, in, in the journalism business, they, they make contacts. And those contacts will feed them information as long as their anonymity is guarded. So, and I I have people in D.C., I have people in the government here, I have people in the state government in Austin who feed me stuff all the time, and I, I relay that stuff to you, but I will never expose who's telling me what. Not going to do it. And Catherine Herridge is facing a $5,000 a day fine because back when she was at Fox, she did some investigative journalists, and the, uh, the, the courts, the, the liberal left-wing Biden courts, got really upset. And they came after her, and they wanted her sources. She said, I'm not going to reveal my sources. Well, so when CBS fired her earlier this week, they took all of her private papers, which included things like her private sources. They took it. They boxed up all of her stuff, and they took... All those documents, all those notes, all those notebooks, all those phone records, everything that she had been working on, CBS confiscated. And CBS told her, we'll let you know what we're going to give you back. Well, first of all, as any journalist knows, and anybody who's ever been to a legitimate journalism school, that doesn't belong to CBS, it belongs to her. But second of all, there's attorney-client conversations that were in there, she said. There's also health care information, so that's a HIPAA violation on behalf of CBS. SAG-AFTRA, which is the union, uh, is very upset and wants to meet with CBS. But here's a little interesting note about this. Why they would fire one of the best investigative journalists in America and seize her papers. There are no coincidences. Catherine Herridge was in the middle of a lengthy investigation into Hunter Biden. Fired by CBS. Her notes, contact information confiscated by CBS as she was investigating Hunter Biden. Oh, I know, had nothing to do with it. I understand. There's, you know, that's just part of it, but it has nothing to do with her investigating Hunter Biden. 
You can believe that if you want to, and if you do, I'm going to take you to Oklahoma and sell you some oceanfront property. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. If you're looking for a new... Good morning at KTSA. Good morning, San Antonio. Trey Ware here, 210-599-5555. Listen, we're going to go to uh, some Trump sound. He was in Nashville last night. So I'll get to that in just a couple of seconds. But before I do that, let me remind you that at KTSA.com, you can give to the San Antonio Food Bank. The Trey Ware Drive-In Hunger is going on right now. Thank you, Don Rackler and uh, John Wayne Service Company, for being the title sponsor. Uh, Don understands the importance of, of the food bank and the mission of the food bank in taking care of people in San Antonio, as they do at the Plies Law Firm and Dr. Torres at the Institute for Functional Health as associate sponsors. And I really appreciate you guys, too, for coming along and, and supporting this effort. Um, and, of course, you can. it's very simple to give. Just go to KTSA.com, and there's a button there, and you can just click on it, and you know, in 30 seconds' time, you've given to the San Antonio Food Bank. $1 by 7 meals or 10 pounds of food. So I, really, I, I'll take whatever you can do. You know, I know it's tight. I know it's tough. And that's one of the reasons that the demand on the food bank is so high right now, with food costs in the past three years being up 21 to 30%, depending on the food that you're buying, 21 to 30%. And with people now, a- average Americans are having to spend $1,100 more per month just to pay the bills. That's not put anything away for the future. That's not any niceties. That's just paying the bills. $1,100 more a month over the past three years. So people are going to bed hungry, and the food bank steps in the gap. They do a wonderful job, and you can give at KTSA.com, KTSA.com. And thank you so much for doing that. I really appreciate that. And thanks again to John Wayne Service Company, Pelias Law Firm, and our friends over at the Institute for Functional Health. All right, Jimmy, let's do it, man. Let's break down some of the Trump sound. National Religious Broadcasters, uh, when I was programming KSLR here in San Antonio back in the 1980s, I used to go up there for this event every year in Nashville, and then we'd have the Dove Awards, which is the equivalent, the Christian music equivalent of the Grammys. Really great folks, uh, met the, the, the big Christian artists of the time, uh, Amy Grant and the rest of them, and just a, a wonderful event to get together. And... They are common-sense conservatives. I'm talking in generalities. They love Donald Trump. So Donald Trump stopped off in Nashville last night to give a speech. Donald Trump is having to spend every day in court. The whack job judge yesterday told him, nope, I'm not going to delay you having to pay the half a billion dollars in fines, which is a clear violation of the Eighth Amendment, the Eighth Amendment, has not been read, obviously, by this whack job judge. So Donald Trump is there, very subdued. He's taken on a very serious tone these days. And here he is in cut number three. Cut number three, Jimmy, abuse of power and political prisoners. To reverse these monstrous abuses of power, the moment I win the election, I will appoint a special task force to rapidly review the cases of every political prisoner who is been unjustly victimized by the Biden regime. And he is one of them. Donald Trump himself is. So are the 1,200 or so that were arrested after the riot on January 6th. Not an insurrection. Some of them are in prison now for more than 20 years. Some of them were not. Some of those that are in prison for over two decades weren't even in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, and yet they were charged and locked up and had no representation, and this is a clear violation. They are political prisoners. They were involved in a riot. That's it. All right, let's go to cut number four, talking to the religious broadcasters. This is what he had to say. Again, will the federal government be used to target religious believers? They are targeting religious believers. What the eight ball. I also cut off funding for the United Nations organizations that were funneling billions of taxpayer dollars to Hamas, yet Joe Biden gave it back. Close to a billion dollars. He gave him a billion dollars back. I- what he's talking about as far as people being, uh, Christians being attacked, 800, the attacks on churches are up over 800%. 
800% in six years. It's political. We got a bunch of abortion zealots. We got a bunch of trans zealots that have been vandalizing, uh, setting churches on fire here in this country, going into uh, churches and church schools and shooting it up like the trans idiot did in, in Nashville. And of course, political, meaning they're, they have made all kinds of moves against Christian organizations. He's going to stop that. Cut number five. He's talking about the Department of Justice and the pro-life cause. The same Biden DOJ that dropped charges against Antifa has rounded up six pro-life activists right here in Tennessee, arresting them for a peaceful protest outside a clinic where they prayed, sang hymns, and were removed with great force. Last month, those protesters were convicted on outrageous charges and are now facing up to 11 years in prison. What he's referring to is the Biden administration, the Department of Justice, has been letting Antifa folks go free who actually burn buildings and attack police officers and so on. They are letting these illegal immigrants attack police officers in these migrant centers, and they're not doing anything about that. They're not, they're not even charging them. But they have gone to abortion clinics where Christians stand across the street or on the sidewalk and pray for the babies that are being killed inside of abortion clinics. And there have been several that have been arrested by Merrick Garland and Joe Biden in the Department of Justice, and they're serving over 10 years in prison for praying. This is not Stalin's Soviet Union, folks. This is not Mao's China. This is the United States of America, and you have a constitution. And Donald Trump is going to uh, fix all of that after November when he gets into office. In cut number six, he was talking to believers at a religious broadcasting convention. And he said the, the thing he needs the most from all of us in America and all believers in Jesus. This is what he said. So today I come before you as a friend and an ally and a fellow believer to ask for your help and your support and your prayers for this country. We need your prayers, most importantly. And I make you a simple promise. In my first term, I fought for Christians harder than any president has ever done before. You know that. You know that. And I will fight even harder for Christians with four more years. Four more years, he'll fight even harder for Christians, and he needs your prayers. And believe you me, he really does. He is being attacked on all sides by the radical leftists who run this government. They will stop at nothing to prevent his second term. And so pray for him and pray for Melania and pray for those kids and his family that God will protect all of them from the onslaught of the radical Democrats and the two-tiered justice system. Back in just a minute with your phone calls, Trey Ware, KTSA. When liberal Allen Schoolcraft served in the Texas... These are the good times. Well, they will be after November of this year. Mm-hmm. How about some chic? Yeah. It's Funky Friday. Just let it play for a second or two here, Jimmy. Let's go. Love it. 636. Welcome to Friday. Happy Friday. Happy weekend. You're going to have great weather this weekend and so on. And good luck to all the young ladies that will be participating in dance team competitions all over the state of Texas and right here in our area this weekend. Ladies, I know you're going to do well and have a good competition wherever you are, wherever you're competing. 210-599-5555. April 8th is when the next eclipse is going to happen. Jimmy, you're an eclipse nerd, right? You yep. you do the parties. Oh, I took co- courses in college in uh, astronomy. And you took the day off. Oh, yeah. I am the Friday before. I'm having a four-day solar eclipse party weekend. I got friends flying in from Boston, uh, coming in from other parts of Texas. I have a 10-inch mirror telescope at the lake house. Get out. I've got the filter. Seriously. For, yes. Come on. I ain't no punk. Right I'm a on. Trevino, man. Right on. And I got the filter. Are you going to gamble on whether you see something or not? <laughs> or how no. Much, what I'm, what how I am, much you're going to see? What I am going to do is sacrifice somebody like the Aztec Indians <laughs> during the eclipse <laughs> to secure my eternal life. Okay. Now, <laughs> that's going to lead to a story I have. I'm going to share with you in just a second. Okay, so okay for those of us who know nothing about this, all right. I've just seen 
Uh, the meteorologist over on News 4, Chris Hushan, he is really into this, and he keeps showing the map of the United States and mm-hmm. the where this thing is going to go. So it comes across Mexico, comes over us, right? It's going to be – this is so rare. Like, honestly, uh, I don't think this will happen again in our area for the total eclipse. This is when it's really going to go dark for that – minute 15. Didn't we or, have something like that like three no, or four years ago? Not not complete darkness. This is big, big, big deal. It won't happen again in your granddaughter's lifetime. Really? Oh, yeah. This is a big, big deal. There's people flying in from all over the world. There are people selling their houses so that people from all over the world can come in and they're just turning it into a and b I know. Uh, I know. I've been watching that. Yeah, the, no, the, it's, this people is a are, huge deal. People dude. are moving. I mean, picking up their families and moving to where this thing is going to cross mm-hmm. the country and living in the path. They're buying homes or, as Jimmy said, Airbnbs in the path of where this thing is going to be. All right, so just real quick, what was that that we had last year? We had I remember standing yeah, on the driveway with Nancy, and we had the Whataburger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whataburger Eclipse glasses. What was that? Call that Eclipse Light. Okay. This is this is a Everclear eclipse. This is big. Like you'll barely see the rim of the sun. Uh, the corona is what they call it. Okay. You'll barely see that because it's going to be so blocked that it will go not. So will you be dark, serving though. Everclear and Corona? Why not? I like where your head's at, Elaine. <laughs> you mentioned them both. Submit that an email, please. <laughs> Get some salt and lime. <laughs> but yeah, this is really really rare. Just in our area, it happens across the globe, but it doesn't always happen coming down this line that San Antonio and all the South Texas uh, area falls right into. It's crazy. It's awesome. When you look at the path, it goes all the way across. So it ends up uh, the Elria Township, which is in Ohio. I think that's right. Elria Township in Ohio. They have put out a statement. They are telling people to get prepared weeks in advance. It is recommended that you stock up on food, ensure that you have a sufficient supply of prescriptions picked up the weeks before, keep your cell phone batteries charged, and schedule any necessary appointments for before or after Eclipse weekend. Plan to stay home if possible. Stock up on food, get your prescriptions, and make sure you have gas in the car. Why? It's 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 no. There's no need for that. What what could possibly happen during a solar eclipse that people would need to to prep like that? Uh, nothing. That's there just are parts of Ohio that tactics. are Amish heavy, so just go live with an Amish family because they're always prepared. Yeah, that's yeah, true. and the Amish have zero AI problems. Right, not <laughs> one. And, and their computers at work work, don't they? <laughs> because they're squirrels in a cage that try to keep running. We're going to call this the AT and T eclipse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't. I, I, I. First of all, I don't know anything about it. I'm one of those people. I've I've seen them before, but I haven't like dug into them and studied them. Now we get partial eclipses that we've seen, and it's this. It's it's going to be so awesome. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I, Greg, our boss was like. Why do you need those days off in April? And I said, the solar eclipse. And he was like, what? And I told him everything. So he, he was took like, Friday oh, and wow. Monday off. Now, it's mm-hmm. coming through on Monday, April 8th, right? Yeah, so, around one fifteen or one. And how many people are coming to your party? Uh, I only invited 12 people because you only get about 30 seconds of viewing time of the total eclipse. You yeah. only, there's only like a minute something and of it. And then you have a house full of family members that you want to get rid of. Yeah. <laughs> But that's okay. And then you'll see the you'll see just like any uh-huh. eclipse how it slowly goes in and covers it and covers it. So the total coverage is when it's like a minute something of viewing time and then it starts to fade out and you can see the sun more and more. Where can you get the safest glasses or what do you do you have a recommendation for the safest glasses to I see this? I saw a story last week it was on our local news where um you don't go to the places that where they're selling them on the sides of the road. Yeah, no, oh, no, 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 don't do that. All up and down Wallsham Road last year when yeah. we had the no, we no, no. Actually, la- the, the, the I guess it was last year. Was it last year? Yeah. I, I, I took a picture with Nancy I and me on the on the driveway. Ago. I okay. don't know. I don't well, know. anyway, 
we we got them at Whataburger. They, yeah. they were no, orange. No, no. They had Whataburger on them, and yeah, they did fine. Don't do those for this one. Uh, honestly, go get a welder's mask. That's what I, I use. I've got I a couple of welder's that. helmets. Yeah, just use that and pass it. That's to, safe enough. Yes. Well, I've got a couple of them because you know, being a welder and growing up doing that, my son was a welder. Ralph gave me a, a welder's mask to use. Yeah. To look. Okay, so that'll do it then. Yeah, that that's strong enough. Okay. Wow. No, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Oh. You're, you're going to see people dancing in the streets. You'll see the hippie nerds praying to the sun god <laughs> oh, yeah, in Austin. It's it's going to be a spectacle. So thing. you remember the song by Harvest called Dancing in the Moonlight? Remember that? And it was all about going out and howling to the to the moon and dancing around naked like they used to in the nineteen early 1970s. That's what you just reminded me of, that people are going to no, be out there. Yeah. there. There's going to be that kind of watch. thing. There'll be news coverage of hippies going it. nuts. I believe it. I, I really do. I mean, when you look at the, like I said, I've been reading news stories about people moving into the path. They want to live in the path of this thing because they feel like they're going to get some sort of. Well, maybe that's why all those people are crossing our border. They're coming. Oh, is that place. what it is? They want to be here they're for the eclipse? through Texas <laughs> so they can go, come no, to the eclipse. No, they're coming here because they get free stuff. That's why they're coming here. <laughs> going to give them free glasses? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, let me take line one real quick before we break. Uh, Roland, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday, Roland. Hi. How you doing, Trey? Good morning. Uh, quick point on that Ohio story. I think one of the stories I heard was the reason they want the people to get groceries and get stuff ready to go is because the amount of people that they'll be receiving to watch the event. Oh, okay. That so, makes sense. Well, then that makes sense, yeah. So it, it, it ends up in Ohio or... Well, up there, it comes uh, from yeah. what I, you can tell me, Jimmy, because okay. I'm not real sure, but it comes across Mexico, comes over us, it continues to go northeast like it's headed directly toward New York, you know? Yeah. The path that I've seen. Mm -hmm. Is You're that right. correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, thanks, Roland. Have a good weekend. Back in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. That's it. <laughs> That's the song. <laughs> oh, come on. You guys got to remember this. Go outside, strip off, and dance in the moonlight. Yeah. That's what this is all about. We get it almost every night. Good gross. When that moon gets a big Seriously. and bright, it's supernatural. Hello, this is <laughs> the Diamond J Prop. Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Okay, and thanks again to Don Rackler and the team at John Wayne Service Company. They are the title sponsor of the Trayware Drive to End Hunger this year. It's just a button that's on the uh, cover page, KTSA.com, and it's right there. It's, uh, we've been doing this for six years now. They feed over 100,000 people a week in San Antonio, uh, and $1 that you give buys seven meals or 10 pounds of food. So I, I know it's tough times. It's tough on all of us right now. We're all looking for ways to save money. But if it's tough on us, it's also tough on the folks who are trying to eat. And uh, if you can help, San Antonio Food Bank takes every dollar you give, and 98 cents from that dollar goes directly to feeding people. They only have two cents administrative costs. Just to give you a comparison, some of the, some of the uh, other groups that are out there, uh, you know, 50, 60, 70% is administrative cost, and very little goes to, you know, the service. Not so with the food bank. 98 cents goes to feeding people. So can you help? If you would, thank you. Just go to KTSA.com. We make it as easy as possible. At KTSA.com, just click on the button there, and whatever you can give is much appreciated. If you'd help, like, Talk it up in the church this weekend, too. Just let people at church know what's going on so we can get people fed. That's really a heart that I have, and I really want to see people not go hungry, you know. Um, and so, especially a little baby, going to, going to bed at night. I, I, thank God I've never done that. Thank God I've never had to go to bed <clears throat> with an empty tummy. I just can't imagine what that's like. So thank you very much. Appreciate you. Thanks to Don Rackler and John Wayne Service Company. Thanks to Dr. Trevino. Um, and, and the great work that they're doing, um, just the, the people that are, are uh, come together and help us out. I really appreciate that. Okay, where am I? San Francisco is where I am. San Francisco has turned into, you know what I'm talking about. Well, now, in order to combat crime in San Francisco... Fredericton's Hardware and Paint Store has a new system. When you go to the front door, because they've had all these smash and grabs, people are coming in and they're stealing cans of paint, they're stealing tools. Tools are extremely expensive. And so what they've done is when you go in, you're taken to a waiting room. And you wait in the waiting room like a doctor's office. 
And then an employee comes and gets you and takes you throughout the store shopping. You don't just walk in like you do at Lowe's or Home Depot or something like that and just walk around and shop. No. At Fredericksons, they have been almost decimated, almost run out of business because of the high crime rate, the smash and grabs, and the takings, and all that stuff, shoplifting, taking taking everything. Because if you go in and steal saws and hammers and, you know, leaf blowers and everything that, that hardware store has, you can make yourself some good money out on the street selling that stuff. You know it. And so the thieves, the criminals, and oh yeah, the illegal aliens have been going in there and stealing the stuff out of the hardware store and, you know, selling it. So now you have to have an employee escort in order to shop there at that hardware store. Can you believe that that's the way it is in the United States of America in 2024? And again, you know, you put this at the feet of the liberal leftist Democrats who have caused these problems in these blue cities. And remember what I call San Antonio. San Fran Antonio. We are right behind them. Austin's already there. Austin is already San Francisco. And we're coming. We're just about there. You have got to, folks, make a huge change in the administration of this city in the next municipal election. None of those people on that city council who are going to be running to be mayor of this city can handle it. None of them are the right people for the job. Least of all, John Courage. But none of them are right to be uh, on, on on the city council as the mayor of this city. You have to have a common sense conservative who is going to turn all this stuff around. The other thing that has to happen in Bear County is you got to kick George Soros's butt right out in the middle of 35 and get him out of the DA's office. George Soros is running the DA's office, and the reason these smash and grabs and these things happen in places like San Francisco is they are soft on crime. These illegals can go in there, they can steal anything they want, and they're never prosecuted. Never. And here in San Antonio, in Bear County, you got a Soros DA who is soft on crime, and he's taking his orders from a soft-on-crime organization in Austin known as the Wren Collective. He's taking his marching orders from the Wren Collective. He doesn't do anything or he doesn't even speak without it coming from the Wren Collective, who is a soft-on-crime anti-police organization up in Austin, Texas. Your Bear County DA. So he's got to go, too. Common sense conservatives. That's what we need. Otherwise, when you go to the store soon, you're going to have to have an employee escort you to shop. And now's the time to stop it. (laughs) Not after we're already there. Now's the time. John Floyd, a prominent Atlanta attorney, was hired by the kickback queen, Big Fanny, Big Fanny Willis, to go after Donald Trump. We already know that she hired her boyfriend, and he ended up taking her on trips after she paid him hundreds of thousands of dollars, and she says, I paid him back with cash because that's how I do all my business. Ah, bullcorn. The kickback queen, in my view, Big Fanny, received money from John Floyd. He donated to her campaign, and then she hired him, along with Mr. Wade, to go after Donald Trump. Isn't that interesting? Slip a little money into my campaign, and I'll make sure you got a gig, baby. Oh, you know who else gave money to Big Fanny? Oh, just the judge in the case. (laughs) The judge who is going to decide whether or not she is disqualified, Judge Scott McAfee also donated to Big Fanny Willis's campaign. Man, what an incestuous deal that is, right? Warren Ryman coming up at 7.05 KTSA. Mr. and Mrs. Electric here, Laura and...